ASBA pod number two. Am I excited? No, I'm thrilled. Rick Overton, the comedy Goliath, joins us in the studio today to play our game with us, give us some sage advice from an incredible career, and have some fun. And if you want to join us, we have a question for you at the end of the show, so stay tuned. And thank you for listening to the all-serious, very adult podcast. Enjoy. Your stand-up especially, I was just, I, I was telling you, I think the other day, because you had posted a clip, you're like a like a Bill Hicks with a Robin Williams quick wit. Oh, wow. You know, and, that, and that's what it is. Yeah, I got to wow. show Andy this, but it's it's hysterical. And the thing is, some of this, and this, this might be the saddest thing, is some of the political stuff that you were talking about in the 90s, the 80s, applies today. Yeah, that half hour I did on HBO... It's broken up. Troy Conrad helped by breaking it up into five segments or four segments or something like that that you could watch on HBO. And uh, it was my half hour from 92, uh, 91 rather. They aired in 92. And it was in the beginning of the Gulf War. Yeah. And some of the stuff we were talking about then, I'm like, oh, man, are we still dealing with this now? <laughs> we haven't grown in all that time back. You haven't grown since I had hair. <laughs> like short of the mentions of Dan Quayle it, it was basically you could have just plopped that in 2019 yeah that's... you re-universalize it and just stick the next name yeah that's hey, man, scary that modular joke right very scary almost 30 years later <laughs> insanely scary anyway uh, I, I, I may as well do the introduction here uh, welcome everybody to the ASVA pod the all serious very adult podcast the only Game show. That's absolutely on not the true. internet. Litigation is going out today. I will fight you to the death to protect myself from litigation. We're suing people that don't have a show. That's not what. <laughs> <laughs> We're sending it out. It's it's just going to be a mass letter to every home and building in the nation. Okay, so yeah. all like 330 million U.S. citizens. 330 million. Just blanket statements so we can find anyone with a game show podcast. The printing cost alone <laughs> will sink us. Oh, absolutely. Our <laughs> What's our, what's our budget like? Twenty bucks. Our budget. I wish it was twenty bucks. <laughs> how much was how much was this headphone splitter? <laughs> <laughs> that was that was next month's rent. <laughs> anyway, this this jolly giggling fellow we have in the background is the wonderful Rick Overton. Thanks for having me on. Thanks for coming. I I, I greatly appreciate it. You were uh, you were stuck in some L.A. traffic, which I hear is horrendous. Oh yeah, yeah. I was stuck in traffic before. That's it. Oh, traffic. Yeah, I was in traffic and. Uh... Now I'm back. It worked perfectly. You did good, and you made it just in time to get to the bathroom, and everything was good. <laughs> oh, once we're out of the bathroom, I'm scared. You guys must have bladders made of like steel out in L.A. Where it takes like what, like three hours to get through a traffic jam? God. You gotta have a bladder, steel bladder. That's right. Yeah. Wow. A steel bladder, not too much give, but plenty of take. Oh yeah. It holds on to everything you put in there, but it's going to spill. Yeah, you better make it stainless, too, because, you know, you don't want, at my age, you don't want rust. That's, no, you don't want rust at all. That's that's a whole other problem. And I I'm, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to listen to us talking about our urinary troubles. I got, I, enough, I got enough concern with stones. I don't need rust. Hey. I had kidney stones. You had them too. We've oh, all, all three we've of all us had, had stones. Yeah. Oh, stone brothers! My brothers in the brotherhood. <laughs> the worst. The brotherhood the worst fraternity. Of, of incomprehensible pain that I have. You, you have all now entered male motherhood. <laughs> oh, my doctor gave me a strainer until it came out, and it was like watching the weirdest episode of Gold Rush every time I had to take a piss. <laughs> I know. I named mine Fred and Barney. They're my kids. Barney, my pebbles. 
Ah, they were pebbles too. They were pebbles. Oh boys, I my my kidney goes out to you. <laughs> oh. My ureter goes out to you. Put that on a Hallmark card, and I think we have a deal. Raise a glass to kidneys all over the world. <laughs> Cafe Press, take it on yourself. Of lemonade, you need that acidity when you got stones. <laughs> glass of lemonade. That's right. That's right. Got to do the lemonade. This is qualifies under comedy and medical help now. We can fit unaccredited. We can fit into so many categories on <laughs> Dr. iTunes. Doctor Oz, now. move over, Doctor Oz. <laughs> We're not the Mayo Clinic. We're the OKO Clinic. <laughs> So how about how about we get down to We're the, the mustard clinic, yeah. The mustard clinic. <laughs> so why don't we get down to the meat of our discussion today? We are going to put pit you two against each other in a debate. Which classic science fiction movie monster would make for the best president? And uh, yeah. since uh, our typical format is uh, one of us debates and the other uh, moderates, so I, I'm Andy, I will be the moderator, and Mike will uh, take part in this yeah. debate. Okay. Do, do you hear the fear in his voice right now? He's trembling. I am quaking in my boots. <laughs> he is shaking. The the microphones are falling off the table. This is, this is like a, this is like when King Kong goes up against Godzilla. We have to give you some sort of absurd advantage to go up against Godzilla. <laughs> well, here we go. I guess we're going to have to. Uh, we're going to make our cases here. Do you have the timer? Um. Uh. Let me check my pocket for the timer. <laughs> the moderator didn't bring his timer. So what we do is we give, uh, you both have 10 minutes. You have to share the 10 minutes. Mm. And after that, I will award a winner because apparently that's how debates work. And next week we will have a NASCAR announcer without his starting gun. <laughs> <laughs> wow, good. Okay. I've got... Just as a shout. <laughs> do we want to announce your cha- announce what who your champions are? So my champion, I am going to, let's see, I'm going to have to go with the blob. Oh, okay. The blob is going to be my challenger. All right, Rick. What, who who is who is your challenger? Who is your golden boy for the office of president? Gort. I don't. I don't know that one. What's I don't it? think we even know this one. We have a, a special challenger. I got to Google Gort. I'm gonna Google Gort. We're too young for this. Oh, I know this guy. Okay, you, you'll recognize him. Oh when you yeah, see. from Day the Earth Stood Still. Yes. Okay. How yeah. did I not know his name? That I guess that just I forgot, slipped by me. I forgot he had a name. <laughs> I thought I, I, I knew him as the robot from the day the Earth stood still. Interesting. I I am I am. There's prepared. Platu, Platu, Barada, Nikto. Gordon. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Yes. Okay. So, so we got. We're going to have a giant metal monster versus a, a monster of of unknown origin. Okay, so right. uh, tradition dictates that our guest goes first. So, Rick, you have the floor. Well, I uh, propose that uh, we elect Gort for president. If you remember the sequence where he lands out in front of the White House lawn, he doesn't shoot first. You have to open up on him. And then he quite specifically fires at your weapons and tries not to hit you and disintegrates just the weapons. And there's simply no way to destroy him. He's indestructible. And uh, even if you use the Keanu Reeves version, he just breaks off into a million little things and uh, you can't kill him. And so you don't have to worry about any Secret Service detail for Gort. Also, we all know a president doesn't just come up to the podium on their own with simply their own thoughts like in the days of Abraham Lincoln. Nowadays, uh, a presidential candidate has a cadre of people working around them like buzzing bees 
around a hive, feeding him every single thing he does. And that's where his vice president, Klaatu, comes in. Oh, oh, oh geez, he has a vice president. You need to think of a VP in like the next five seconds. Oh, flubber. Uh, guys, guys, Swamp Thing, Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. So, uh, Swamp Thing is VP. And so, uh, uh, well, I don't want to help my uh, opposition here because we're here to win this uh, election season. Is twenty twenty is going to be tense? <laughs> Gort Klaptu twenty twenty uh, has uh, great plans for America. To first of all, I think we're going to see a great step down in militarism. Yes, not definitely. only in America but all around the world. When Gort is just basically cooking the weapons out of your hands while you stand there. <laughs> And you fire at him almost like War of the Worlds fashion and does nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and Klaatu has access to his own planet and will probably at that point be shipping a lot more Gorts down. And other oh, ships will be coming down once we've established that uh, the guys who shot at him have learned their lesson since. They won't be doing any more of that. And uh, the world starts to come together based on the plan to join a, a, a cosmic, larger, universal group of uh, space travelers. And we have to grow up as a species to do that and not be so willing to shoot everything we don't understand. Gort fixes that problem. President Gort takes the weapons out of the hands of pretty much everyone on <laughs> Earth till nothing is armed on Earth. And um... uh, then Klaatu can show us other ways to do everything. Now it'll be embarrassing for us because we don't like being treated like we're a little toddling baby species, but in comparison, we are. Yeah. And so there's little we can do about that except to learn. Once Gort's there, there's not much else you can do. You can fight all you want. It doesn't matter. Gort wins. So listen to Gort. Thank goodness Gort is benign in its in his intent towards you if you don't fire upon him. Yeah, he takes a Batman and, state on, on everything here. Yeah, except uh, uh -huh. yeah, and so so I say Gort. Yes, Gort is to the untrained eye a monster. Certainly, he's why everyone ran away from the roped-in area around the ship. And uh, I don't know if every soldier got out of all those tanks, but oh no, not at all. <laughs> I, I don't know that part, but we do know this: it'll be a safer world. We call those acceptable casualties. We Yes, there will be, uh, but there weren't many. I don't think there will be many. There will be a few people that just simply, because they're insane, have to, I'll show you when there's no way to show them, you know, and so. Of course. Nat nature will take its course, but I don't think Gort bears malice, especially with Klaatu fine-tuning him now that we're settled in here and his bullet wound is healed. So I say we vote for Gort Klaatu 2020. That's my bid, fellas, and I'm standing behind it. That sounds that's very, you made a very strong case. Uh, so, Gort and Klaatu 2020 on a platform of peace or else. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, Mike, you have to follow that up with... As uh, a voter, I'm... Listen, I, I just, I see Gort. You see Gort. He's, he's very, he has a lot of mass. Yes. So he's very opposing. Very imposing, rather. But also opposing me. Yes. Because I am running against him. It's hard. He he disarms his opponents quite literally. Ah, ah, ha, ha, ha. And it's, <laughs> That's a good one. You know? It's just hmm. I, I would love Great to see these debates. <laughs> so these debates are gonna be very interesting. How can the blob compare to President Gort? I think 
And I, I want to say this because I do want to give credit to Gort for, for putting forward a very strong argument. So, I, But I think the blob is equal in different ways. We have different things to choose from here. The blob is very clear in what it wants. <laughs> to consume. The blob wants to consume. You never have to worry about transparency. You can literally see through him. And that aligns very... <laughs> and the philosophy of consumption aligns very closely with American ideals. Very yes. Good, good. <laughs> yes, it does. So this guy, he's going to come onto the stage. He's, you're going to see him on the debates. He's going to roll in. And that's going to be it. You're not going to see him in the debates because he's going to take over the cameras. He's going to eat the cameras, but you know that he's there and you feel safe because he's engulfed everything in around your, him. In his nice, warm, <laughs> slimy, in his nice, warm slimy, supple flesh. Oh, don't say supple. <laughs> I'm gonna, Is that I'm our, a, tr- our I, tagline now? Don't say supple? I'm banning supple from this podcast. Supple has been banned. This is the last it's time up, we can say it's up, there with, it's up there with moist. So another thing. Uh, the Blob was an independent uh, thing. It was an independent film. Huh. Yes. So The Blob is running as an independent. Ooh, very challenging. Yes, uh, very right. challenging. So, yeah, you have you, – you don't know. He's a wild card. He's not attached to one of the two parties. He's running on his own. But you don't know what he's – he does – he's a man of very few words. Yes. Very few. Mm. I would very say few. almost none. Almost, almost none. Almost none at all. Yes. I would say zero. I think – out of out of the hour and, and a half, I think that the blob ran. He spoke exactly zero times. Now they say you have to a president has to write their speeches <laughs> at like a fourth or fifth grade level. Um, how wh- where exactly does like is the blob going to be using like American Sign Language? He's going to be using George W. Bush okay. to write his speeches. Okay, <laughs> so like a like a kindergarten level. <laughs> He's going to spread out to both sides of the aisle, right? <laughs> the blob can actually physically spread Look at out. Me, I'm helping the What am I doing? What the hell am I doing? I'm helping out the, the competition. It's 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 okay because you know what? Gort cannot stop the blob because the blob is not carrying a weapon. The weapon is himself. But wouldn't that mean that Gort would just vaporize the blob's entire being? I, I don't know. Where does the philo- if the, the blob had absorbed some weapons? And we're still identifiable to Gort. Yeah. It might be a hot time in the old town tonight. <laughs> now, if th- the blob gets too big, it might take more than one Gort, but that's what the saucer's for. Then, okay. Yeah, they can always bring more. That's the one thing the blob doesn't have is more blobs. I think we've just concocted a Civil War scenario. Or at least a graphic novel. Ooh. Oh, yes. A graphic novel, perhaps a radio drama? Let's take this to Dark Horse. We could take this all over the place. <laughs> a blob attacks... The blob attacks while Clytu lands. <laughs> I and now think, he has to help us fight the blob. You know, Godzilla versus King Kong, that's okay. You know, we're all about that, but I, I don't think there's anything nearly as action-packed as what we've just created here. I think so. I think we made a, a film franchise, he said, hopefully. I think Universal <laughs> certainly took a stab at it, but they, their cinematic universe only lasted one film. Oh, they tried. <laughs> the Mummy. I like. Yeah. I, you guys think I'm crazy, but I liked uh, the remake. You liked the remake of the Mummy or the remake of the Day the, the Earth? Blob. Still? There was the a remake blob, of the Blob. The Blob. Oh, there was the a 80, remake late of the 80s. Blob. Right. There's a remake from the late '80s that's fantastic. Yeah. Huh. Like they're not using like little cardboard cutouts anymore. <laughs> no, the effects were you know ILM good. There's a couple of times. You oh wow! See but it was a great cast with fun effect, lot really good practical 
you know. So it they was like used... right at the end of Practical being king of everything. Yeah. And so there, there was the height of good practical rubber sit in the chair for hours stuff, you know. That's so cool. That is. That is really neat. What do we have? Oh wow! This look is at a, that. I've got. I'm showing Mike a still from the 1988 Blob remake. That does look really good. Yeah. Looks like gritty Slimer. Yeah, oh, it's man. Kev Dillon. Kev Dillon's the leader. Matt's brother. Look at and that. He, uh, he does a great job. It's like if it's like if if uh, Flubber had a bad day. <laughs> Speaking of Flubber, who is going to be the Blob's VP? Uh, the Blob's VP is... Um... Oh, wait a minute. Wait, uh, 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 who's the guy who liquefied in the first X-Men? Andy knows this. this no, I don't. It. No, Oh, my God. Who's yeah, the remember that who the senator who then knows his breathe and sploosh, and he couldn't hold it together. He couldn't keep his act together. He oh turns my God. to sea water. Oh, my God. I don't know. We're going to put some elevator music here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of... You could always go with Jabba. Oh, Jabba the Hutt. He's blobby, but... But see, Jabba solid, has you know? something that the blob doesn't, and that is a physical form. Despite it yes. being very fleshy and, and very... Uh, it, yeah, a, no, now a jellyfish is a physical form. That's true. Uh, Senator Kelly from X-Men. Senator Kelly, yeah. I guess he, that's he's, a, he's already a senator. Yeah, he has right? political experience. I guess, was he a yeah, mutant that's what I'm who saying. had... <laughs> as a so there we go. I think that's what we need is is a trusty um, informant. Okay. <laughs> insider. You need an insider. An in, insider, literally inside of the blob. So yes. blob. <laughs> so, <laughs> so blob. Blob Kelly twenty twenty. Blob, blob Kelly twenty twenty. <laughs> Sounds I like do. one guy. <laughs> Sounds like a, a WWE guy or something. Oh like yeah, that, Blob you know? Kelly. Oh yeah. yeah. Hey. In this corner, <laughs> could put two titans of two mounds of flesh, Blob Kelly and Bakishi. Oh, they just had a blob. Well, judges don't know what to do. They formed a third thing, <laughs> <laughs> climbing up to the stage. I, everyone's blob a winner, Kelly. I guess. Consuming the stage. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh, this is, and they can't even ring the bell to stop it or start it because the blob has already consumed he it. Ate the and bell. It. He ate the bell. Oh uh, yeah, a couple of them get out. To this the whole car, thing is a but... mess. I I went into this very much supporting the blob, but I feel like despite the blob's best intentions, <laughs> he would destroy everything in his path. It's, it's like the uh the, the man with the golden touch. Yeah, yeah, King yeah. Midas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, right, a, a reverse Midas, yeah, right. We seem to be developing a pattern on this show where our arguments really actually crumble in the face of arguments our guests can. That's because our guests are great. Yeah, they're a lot what better than I us and everyone. <laughs> we had, uh, we, we had, get these high-caliber people, and I'm over here trying to swim. Yeah, we had uh, we had uh, Latisse, who made that great argument for Gordon Ramsay. And <laughs> now we've got Rick, Everybody's who's good. Rick's making this. She's like, I want to vote. For, I want to vote for Gord. I showed my age with a, I'm doing a movie from 1950. Oh, Robert God. Wise directed really the first flying saucer movie in all history. Oh, yeah. They're really what we call the flying saucer movie. It's all thank you, Robert Wise. Thank you, Robert Wise. Thank you, Robert yeah, Wise. Yeah, man. He was a wonderful sci-fi soulful. And, you know, I think he got a, he got a rough shake on Star Trek, the motion oh, yeah. picture. And you know what he really gave birth to? The, the UFO sighting people. Yeah, after that, right? Yeah, after that, it's... Look it's... to the skies! <laughs> Look over there, it's a saucer. I don't think so. It's a bird, it's a plane, it's this a This seems like, a, a, like a, 
a very contrived advertising campaign for your film, uh, we Mr. Run, Wise. We run a little bit over your shared 10 minutes. So I, um, I think our winner of the debate, because that's how debates work on this show. Everyone, there, there must be a winner. Someone has to win the debate, and I'm going to have to be? say, Rick, you and your, uh, you and your candidates have presented the strongest argument. I'm Gort Klatu, 2020. I well, lost again. This is they're gonna, you're going to love the campaign music. <laughs> <laughs> we got <laughs> And I just heard we've been sued for a sum of fifty thousand dollars. Who even owns that? Is that's, that's got to be Universal, right? I yeah. Must oh, be. well, wouldn't it be PD by now, fellas? I don't maybe know. Maybe not. Maybe not when it's in a studio mm. library. It never becomes public domain ever, right? Disney has really... Yeah, the Disney rules, yeah. Disney's really scared. Uh, yeah, it was at MGM or something like that. Yeah, because it's hard. I think it's literally named after Mickey Mouse. Because they've been trying to make sure Mouse that, you know, no one gets their grubby hands on Steamboat Willie well, for a long time. What's the rule? As right. long as you keep right. using a character or a property. 70 years after the life of the, the person that made it, I think. Um, okay, well then they're going to have that's, a real... That's the longevity there. Not everything goes that long. No, they're, not at all. They're going to have an issue come the 30s, I guess. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, by then, uh, Disney will have already bought everything. Yeah. They will have bought the copyright office. Did that, do you hear that Fox deal finally went through? Yes, I did. Disney has officially merged with Fox, much in the way that the Blob would merge with a lesser creature. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Blob should just merge with Klaatu and Gort, and we can just have Ooh, a super being. A super being. To be, yeah. yeah and then he could be like an FDR. He could just have four terms. Yeah. Because he's technically more people. Oh, yeah. He could have... So he could be running... So, Oh, God. What is uh, eight times three? 24 years? <laughs> <laughs> This is why we make the big bucks. Yeah, this is why we. This is why we. This is why we're in entertainment. We can't do math. So, Rick, as our esteemed winner of of this wonderful episode of the All Serious Very Adult Podcast, uh, we are going to do a lightning round. So, I hope you are confident in your choice, because you are now going to bring this choice to the lightning round one by one. Sh- uh, and as is tradition, Mike is coming up with the lightning round as he is currently speaking. <laughs> I'll just see. I'm right here, boy. This whole thing is just preamble. Yeah, I could, I could feel you padding for time. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're not live. You can just like, hey, give me a minute. <laughs> I, I like to treat it like it's live because it keeps you on top. It keeps you going. Right. That's that's the, you know, that, that's the heart of improv. Yeah, okay, I okay. think. Is always imagine there are people watching you that will judge you harshly if you mess up. So what is the lightning round? The lightning round is Gort is going to go against a whole bunch of other classic movie monsters, and we will be receiving even more litigation coming toward us for mentioning their names. Is this going to be a death battle? or It's another... going to be a, a death match. Death match. A battle. A match of death battle. Right. Math. Because death battle is actually a, a property. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes. Um, all right, here we go. Gort steps up to the WWE ring. The blob has moved out so we can use the bell again. Everything is good. And and out of the, uh, out of the corner. Yeah, Bob, Bob can't campaign in the winter. Just turns <laughs> solid. Oh, yeah. Oh, he, can't, right. he can't go to the cold So it States. loses because it loses half a season. He can't go to the Iowa caucus. Or Alaska. 
can't make the caucus, so they it just sits there frozen. Yeah. Yeah, you know how all of the 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 candidates are just rushing up to Alaska to get those coveted. <laughs> what is it? I think there's it's like a fraction of a vote. Yeah, yeah. Except Alaska's Alaska was seventy degrees today. The blob could win in Alaska. <laughs> is it warmer in Alaska Only than today. it was here? Yeah, yeah. It was warmer there today than here. What's it? Wait, what's the weather like in LA today? Uh, maybe it was 70-something, but it was 70 degrees in Alaska. That's, wow. <laughs> what's going on in Alaska? You know what's going on in Alaska? We're electing the wrong movie monsters. Uh, okay, so who is... I think that's a Godzilla issue, boys, but I could be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Godzilla is the cause of pollution. Of, of no, a war... Godzilla fights it. Doesn't he have that, that laser fire breath thing He does, that... Up? That has to raise the temperature and melt some glaciers, doesn't it? What's a what's a what's a Japanese monster that just pulses like a radioactive pulse of heat? This would be on Andy's Google history. <laughs> um, I can't think of any. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just gonna throw out like oh, it's kai- all good. I'm just gonna throw out the names of some kaiju like King Ghidorah. I think he's actually <laughs> in the next Godzilla movie. That he's like the three-headed dragon. All we're doing got, every okay, week. Okay, but that's Ghidra, right? I don't Ghidra's know. Ghidra's got the three head and the wings, and that's the one. But, you know, Geetra just like, sounds like a creature that has fire-breathing abilities and wings. Yeah. Perhaps uh, some scales. I can't wait until they actually put Mothra, who is a literal giant moth. Because <laughs> that'll be fun yeah. to reconcile. And you just show fields of naked sheep running around. You know, Mothra was here. <laughs> and shoot him down. But you know who won't shoot him down? Gort. Because yeah. sheep come unarmed. Every they time. Do. That, is, that is the sheep farmer promise. Sheep are <laughs> Our sheep will be unarmed. We are not pulling the wool over your eyes. Oh, you get right. There's no wool left. But I am going to pull you guys back to the lightning round. Ooh. Let's uh, go. Right. Okay. <laughs> A regular teacher doesn't make us do this. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's say. Ooh, what's a power. The blob is powerful. Gort's more powerful. Who could possibly contend with Gort? Let's, uh, I'm going to say, let's uh, go all out and put him up against Godzilla. Could Godzilla beat Gort? I wonder about that thick hide of Godzilla. Like, I I don't know the full evaporative (laughs) properties of Gort's beam out of his eye visor. Mm -hmm. I don't know if he just stands there and keeps firing if it just you just sort of do like one of those 1960s where they would just sort of erase you from the shot from the feet on up while you're standing there talking. And like when the army comes up and they start shooting tanks and everything, Godzilla doesn't even flinch. He probably likes it a little bit because he's nasty. (laughs) (laughs) And now we take a trip to the Anvil to visit those who wanted to sponsor us but gave us a bad check. You know what? I, I, I don't see enough of these days, Andy. What's up? Children with legal knowledge. Okay. So I, our sponsor today is, is Lawyer Camp. All right, all right. Lawyer Camp. Is that like Space Camp? Uh, it's like Space Camp, except it it's not fun. Each four business week visit will teach your child valuable skills such as cross-examination and countersuing. Uh, yes, it's 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 a very good program. I'll tell you what, Mike. I've met a lot of children who are very good at cross-examination. What are they going to benefit from this camp? They're going to benefit from this camp because they will be able to aid in their parents' divorce. When you sign when you sign up now, 
you will get 20% off of your divorce filing with your newly minted lawyer. Is that compounded on top of the friends and family discount? Yes, it is. The friends and family discount. So, um, you know, say that you're in, in court. Your you're a newly minted child lawyer can come in and, and slide the judge a $20 bill. And your charges will be uh, will be halved or your money back. Wow, it's that easy. It is that easy. Or your twenty dollars? Is that your twenty dollars? <laughs> it's yeah, it's it's the bribe money. Or is that you baby lawyer's that money? It it really the judge doesn't ask. Okay. The judge just takes it. The judge has no say. It's a jury. The judge, well, yes. Unless it's a civil case. But see, judge. I I didn't go to lawyer camp, so uh, I, I yeah, yeah I didn't, didn't I go to this, lawyer. But camp. your child can. And yes, I don't have children, but my child could totally <laughs> go to lawyer camp. Yeah, and, and for a limited time only, you can put in uh, promo code uh, LawyerCampFuntime2019, no spaces, but underscores, and and you can get, you can, you can get in lawyer camp, the most fun your child can legally have. <laughs> well, we'll all get together again, and we'll talk about this, and we'll we'll do a whole thing about it. We have to get, you know, Blob Kelly going. We got to get this. We have a lot of plans. It does sound like a one-person name. It does. <laughs> like the worst nickname. Well, it sounds like a, a, a 1940s Superman villain. Ooh, yeah. That's true. It does. Blob so, Kelly. Blob Kelly, I thought I might find you here. <laughs> you thought you might. Well, check this out. And he, like, disappears. He goes or, into a sewer. Into a, into a sewer grate. Yeah. You'll never catch me, Superman. <laughs> Splurk. And, of course, he Splurk. sounds like that because it's the 40s. That's how every super villain, that's how every villain sounded up until 1973. Yeah. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. The mandate. But, you know, you, you have to give some credit to those old-timey villains that tied people to train tracks. Because, first off, you have to know train schedules. Yeah, which yeah. that takes a long time, you know. Yeah. You and they did it that. back in an era when a train could totally stop in time. <laughs> <laughs> you it never knew it was going to. Yeah, they were only going like what twelve miles an hour. You're, yeah, yeah, you're doing maybe twenty tops. You're doing twenty maybe. <laughs> and, oh look, there's a woman two miles away. You there's know, a few holes yeah. in this plan. And it's you know like you tie somebody to the train tracks. What if you tie someone to the train tracks? You know, you have a mustache twirling at 3 o'clock, so you have to make it there, and the train is late. Oh, then you're stuck there. Then you're stuck there. you got to wait. And she then can't leave. Then she the, might wiggle out. Then the train is the train's late, and you're stuck there waiting, and the Lone Ranger just shows up with Tonto, <laughs> and they rescue the damsel from the train tracks, and then you're shit out of luck. Yeah, right, exactly. And, it, you know, the, the, that would be a very funny sketch is just the guy wondering and popping that pocket watch and pacing around and finally, you know, with a series of sort of jump cuts to just resignation that something broke down, the train ain't <laughs> making it tonight, and they're just... You know, it'd be, then he lays down next to her and is looking up at the night sky with his head. <laughs> and then they fall in love. You know, it explains his, his fucked up childhood, why he's a villain and all that. And then, you know, the morning comes, they've bonded, everything's good between them, and then they hear in the distance, <laughs> and he can't find his scissors. Oh, no. Yeah. Oh, no, now it's a tragedy. Uh -oh. Now it's a tragedy, yeah, but he has to try to get her out, and the train oh. is coming, and he says, well... If I can't get you out, I'm just going to lay next to you. 
Oh no, it's a tragic love and story. And the train stops. And the train stops just in time, and they're laying next to each other. Should we release this episode or just come up with a spec script? <laughs> We're going to drop this. It's not being released anymore. <laughs> this is being sold to Universal. Yeah, right, right. right. We're only going to release it when it's a premiere. <laughs> Play it on the red carpet right before the uh, the actual premiere of this. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, anyway, I thank you so much, first off, for uh, for playing our ridiculous games with us. Loads of fun, boys. We, we appreciate you, and we appreciate your brain, and I wanted to get you on here to talk to you and talk to your brain, because I think those are two separate things in certain situations, because we tend to leave the house with a mask on. Yes. We're acting all day. We're never really ourselves, but I feel like improv brings that out of us. We are playing a character, but that character comes from inside of us. Yeah, it's just, you know, all labels aside, everyone has a fun place in them, and a lucky few know it. Yeah. I think I'm playing a caricature. <laughs> Andy is a caricature. Of myself. Of a, of a man who cannot stop farting. No. Yeah. Ever. I'm going to pop in like two minutes. That's <laughs> <laughs> so, uh... the spirit. Hey, Rick, hey, do you have anything coming up that you, you want to plug? You are the wind beneath my pants. What? <laughs> uh, Rick, do you have anything coming up you want to plug? I'm going to be on the very funny sitcom Mom on the 9th. Ooh. Yes. And I'm on Drunk History right now. I mean, I'm, I'm in the archives of it. There's a couple since I was on, because that's how it works. Mm -hmm. But I'm in this season. And uh, I was also on Adam Ruins Everything. And, uh, yeah. He gets around... And he just when is this playing, boys? When is this on? Uh, this should be on April 8th. April 8th, I think. Yeah. So it's April 8th, this will be. It's on the day before my uh, mom episode. So oh, great. Oh, great. very good. All right. right. So check that that's out. It's going to work wonderful. Good. <laughs> check it out tomorrow. Uh, Rick also <laughs> did. Now, there is a, um, a thing we talked about in the preamble, which I'm sure I'll put in somewhere. Yeah. Uh, there is a, a very funny show called Set List uh, Stand Up Without a Net. And it's comics go up. They do five minutes of totally improvised material. There's a prompt on the screen. They see it and they go up and they just start talking. And Rick, the, 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 the crazy man, went up and did uh, just a little under an hour. God almighty. That, that, that takes some balls. We're going to see. Maybe it turns into a half because that sells easier. But we got it. It's mm -hmm. in the can. We do have it if there's a market for it. And you'll see the highs and the lows and the scares and the thrills and the chills as uh, I swing, tuned, from, swing from uh, idea to idea. And I try yeah, to man. string them all together. That's the secret, is trying to make it into one absurd, kooky point. That's incredible, though, turning mm -hmm. and just taking a thanks. prompt and turning it into an hour. That's incredible. Yeah, thanks. That's uh, Troy Conrad. You know, he's the genius who came up with all of that. He is uh, not only uh, a master photographer now and in highly in demand for comedians. He captures the soul of a comic like no one does with pictures. It's crazy. And uh, he's uh, the creator of Set List, which is, I think, the best thing since sliced bread to happen to comedy in a it's long so time. It's so good. Yeah, it is. I think it's we're really in a boom right now. We're definitely in another boom. Oh, yeah. It's another kind of boom, and it's, it's another kind booming of booming in different places than before. But yeah, mm -hmm. but that's that's, that's just the evolution of comedy. It takes it yeah. in a direction we weren't expecting before, because right. the whole art of stand-up is preparing something 
trying to say something in as, as few words or as many words as you'd like to say, but right. you know what you're going to say when you go up there, and Setlist takes that away. Yeah. You're left with no script, but you're left with the part of your brain that writes the comedy to begin with. Right, right, right. And that's, that's again, the heart of improv. It's just we go up with nothing, and we try to make a coherent masterpiece on top of it. Well, just trust your gut. Trust that your subconscious is smarter than you are, mm-hmm. and let be the boss and get your ego out of the way, and you win. And to see it win enough times, you go, okay, this is a system. I will return to this place when yeah. I want this result. And do you realize you're trusting just, you could, I guess there's a hundred ways to put it. One of them is you're trusting the other hemisphere of your head or you're trusting your gut. And, uh, it probably lives throughout every cell in your body. And uh, it's inspiration because it comes in from just all your senses at once. Yeah. You have to be listening to everyone behind you while you're watching everyone in front of you. And it, uh, if you do it right, there's no time to think of what you're going to do next. And you, and, and trust your impulses that this animal in you is not a stupid animal. <laughs> it takes it's over. The smart, and when you're saving your life, it's the only thing you can use. Yeah. It's, it, and you're it, saving your life when you do improv. You're up there swimming and saving your life. Improv is just killing your inhibitions one by one, just execution right. style. Take it down. <laughs> Here we go. Yeah. I need you out of the way so I can do this. Just doing it the hard way, though. Like, the hard way. The easy way would just be lots of alcohol. <laughs> Oh, geez, that would be a whole mess. That way, that's one way to do it, but it doesn't really leave you with the sharpened senses you need for no. it to be the full effect of what you get up there. No. Not at all. There's Not another all. kind of high when you join it, and jazz musicians experience it when you see them do some riff and jam, and they're all looking at each other, and they're all there. And the other 23 hours of the day, there's never enough booze to get back to that place again. Yeah, and it's a different no language. Fake, there's no fake version of that, no matter how you try. I'm a musician as well, and I, you know, I, I, it, it's the same kind of improvisational language. You might be speaking, but it's in a different way. It's not English. Even with, even with yeah. improv, you're it is communication. To somebody, but it's the absolutely communi- communication. Yeah, it's the communication is not English. It's something that goes beyond language. And hit your brain yeah. in a different way. I think that's true. Yeah, where you're not reacting from a script inside, you're reacting from whatever inside of you makes you who you are. I know that sounds kind of kooky, but that's I, that's what I've been able to deduce from it. Well, I, I agree a hundred percent, and I've you know, I've thought it's a muscle. Oh, sorry. That, that, but that's just the interpreter is the muscle. Yeah. That's the part that gets strong. The part that shuts the it's a, a it's like a bouncer standing out in front of a club and it keeps your negative self from getting in while you're performing inside. Mm-hmm. And that's a big thing that comes in with standup is, you know, cause with standup you, you do improvise from time to time to fill in the spaces, but it, a lot of it comes from just overcoming that innate fear that I think everybody has of, am I being judged right now? Who's watching me? Who's thinking about me? But no one's thinking, everyone's thinking about themselves. Everyone's having those same thoughts that you are of what is everyone thinking of me? And I, I think once we realize that everyone's just thinking about themselves and we're all in a blind panic all the time <laughs> trying to figure out why are people thinking about me this way? I think that's that's when we can really begin to let our egos. That's when you leave. begin to learn. You don't want to, that's a town you don't want to live in the whole time. But I mean, no, if you no, got no, to start no. somewhere, you start there, mm-hmm. and then start to realize you don't need all the weight of how heavy you made it. You know. Yeah. And uh, some of those fears aren't necessary, and uh, you're not surrounded by the threat you thought you were. 
and you're certainly able to gracefully just push through it if it happens. And uh, I'm just referring to your own demons, you know. Yeah, it's befriending. Yeah. It's befriending your your dark side to let it invite it to the writer's room. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when you need that edgiest joke, that that id offers it the line, you know. Yeah. But it shouldn't be head writer, and it shouldn't be show. Writer. Oh no, no. But yeah, but, but id don't leave id out and only invite to, to the taping because id will heckle through the fucking oh yeah your <laughs> then you're in some trouble so make sure id is invited to be a professional and if you invite your id to be mm. a professional guess what it's professional it wants to be a grown up it wants to be older yeah and uh you know and you could say oh that's your dark side or whatever I'm saying if there is no getting rid of it in just physics polarity terms employ it. And now, then you're still the boss of it, as opposed to it thinks it's the boss. Now, now with this, and this this is a a question for you, just from you know a comedy perspective, on on the topic of fear, on the topic of demons, do you fear the lack of fear? If that makes, do you fear maybe getting up on stage and not? No, and do I fear the lack of fear that I'm losing my adrenal boost that made me a winning kid on stage? That I think gets replaced no matter what you do. I don't okay. think you get to have that anymore. That initial rush, man, it just goes away. It goes. You and can't you... have your first time with sex or drugs or anything else anymore. You don't get that part. You lose that part. And it, lucky for me, sex and stand-up happen at the same yeah. time. Yeah, and who are you now? <laughs> you, you can't be your original self. It doesn't look right. you got to be who you are now. It makes you look at, makes you look at it. Makes you befriend it. That's true. It's very true. And, take, and have a grace with the change of energy. Because the original energy does, shouldn't. It's not graceful on an older person. No, it has to evolve. I guess that's yeah. just the seedling of it. But it can't be a seed forever. It has to grow. It has to have the stalk. It's got to have then the little leaves. And then it eventually becomes, you know, there's some wood there. How the hell does wood happen? Where does wood come from? How the hell do we get here? But it, <laughs> that, that is a topic for another day. You guys day. were talking about comedy two but minutes that, ago. You know, and then it just becomes a, a tree. But it, it, it has to grow from that one piece. And I, I, I think that's good. Because yeah, that's something I've looked, been thinking of a lot. You can't lately. blame a sapling for being what it is and any more than you can expect it to stay there. Yeah. I, I've been thinking about that a lot lately because um, I, I took a, a bit of a break from stand-up for, uh, for health reasons. Uh, which, but I'm actually I'm, I'm back into it now. Things are moving again. It's good, and I don't good. feel the same fear as I used to. And I've been concerned as to whether or not that's a good thing. And uh, you know, I've taken it from both sides. I've said, well, you know, should I? Are you an adrenaline freak? I uh, yes. Are you an adrenaline addict? I think every stand-up has to be. Well, that's your addiction then. You're addicted to the original rush of the stand-up feeling, and you're seeing it go away. You're losing your initial rush. It's going to happen. Like I started trying to tell you, man, you just got to live with it. Yeah. It's like yeah. when I quit caffeine, oh, I had so to good. remember the old phrase, is just, let it suck. <laughs> let it suck. There's no magic wand for it. Be tough. Let it suck. And the headache is like nothing you've ever had. Uh, a caffeine headache is like the fucking worst headache in the universe when you sh- when your body's detoxing caffeine. Wow. It's like your head's in a vice. And uh, that was rough, but then it's out of my system and the headache goes away and it doesn't come back. It's I and guess I that's a good allegory that. for growth. I can sleep when I want to sleep, yeah. Yeah, because just like you said, there's no and cure. You, well, you, boy, you both had kidney stones. Neither of you should be doing coffee. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. it, makes, it makes oxalate stones. Really? Okay. 
So it creates so chocolate, boys. Chocolate. Chocolate. I Luckily, I haven't chocolate. had either of these things in a while. I, I did cut everything good, out. Good. So, oh, yeah. Good. You were down to, like, Soylent for a while. There. I was down to basically Soylent. Because you were convinced everything was going to kill you. <laughs> Adrenaline well, junkie my ass. I can't get you on a roller coaster. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> oh, kale. You had to cut out kale. It makes calcium. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm... I'm, I'm, if, you have, I'm if you have oxalate type stones these are that's on the list the doctor gives you this list i had the kind of stones where the doctor looks at it and goes i know what you've been eating <laughs> yeah he mine did to too me. he can count the rings <laughs> he yeah. can count the rings ew. <laughs> oh god that's good oh disgusting well now that we've made a full circle and gone back to our our urinary ways oh yeah i just want to thank you oh, once again rick overton Oh, it's been wonderful. A pleasure. Now, uh, how can everybody find you on uh, social media? At Rick Overton on Twitter. Okay, we got at Rick Overton on Twitter. Uh, we have uh, we have that episode of Mom is coming out uh, tomorrow. Wink, wink. Day after this episode airs. Yeah, <laughs> that's the day after. So check it out and uh, look at the archives for my uh, drunk history. Yes. And then uh, Adam ruins everything a little further back from that and if you ever get a chance to go on Showtime and check out the series that is no more but it's still up there called I'm Dying Up Here yes that's some really fun stuff and I did two seasons of recurring on that as the Tonight Show Booker in mm-hmm. Hollywood in 1973 for the comedy scene yes and uh, if, if, and if it's you're a really a you, you want to see just amazing acting jobs from comedians it is just some gorgeous work from people you know and love you had no idea could also just smash it out some you did but some you didn't and now you will oh yeah and it's it's fantastic and yeah yeah if you're a comedy junkie check that out also check out the hbo special from rick overton what's the name yeah, of that again? youtube youtube it's on youtube so you can get it there yeah everything's on youtube now so yeah. it's yeah <laughs> you can check it out there it's fantastic it's poignant it is still as sharp as as it was then it is now and that's slightly scary, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> anyway, yes. Rick, we, I just want to say real quick, we worked on a, um, on a TV pilot a couple of years ago right. together. And we talked about comedy as well um, over there. And I, I was nervous as hell because I, I, I appreciate your work quite a bit. And here I was in front of you. And uh, you were gracious enough to take me under your wing and talk to me for what must have been a week or so. And um, at the end of it, you gave me a jacket that I... I, I, You still got it? I have this... I'm wearing it now, actually. Right on! (laughs) It's it's a nice plaid jacket. It's very warm. And um, it's it's only matched by how warm the gesture was of of you handing that to me. Hey, man, you know what? The, the day will hit you when you gotta hand it over, and that's the idea. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be like a like a family heirloom. It's yeah. <laughs> All right. Except you I guess you'll have to. Ah, look, you, if you want to do that, but oh, you know, you're, it's a... you're pretty solid on no children, so I guess my kids get it. <laughs> I will give it to uh... these kids. <laughs> I didn't expect hey guys, to cheer thanks. up a little bit. It was a Aww. fun. This is Thank a you fun so talk. much, Rick. I love, uh, I love hi- uh, hypothetical idea riffing. <laughs> and and we loved having you on. Thank you again. It's been a pleasure, Rick. Uh, Mine too. That was loads of fun. Thanks. Oh, you're you're still here. Cool. I have a question for you. Which 
wholesome television show host, so you got your Mr. Rogers, Bob Ross, Bill Nye, which one of them could best carry out a hit, an assassination? Which one would you trust? Or be afraid of, I suppose. Visit our Facebook page and send us a message with your answer. We are going to read your answers next week on the next episode of the All Serious Very Adult Podcast. I'm Mike Pridgen. My co-host is Andy Kirkwood. And our wonderful guest was Rick Overton. Our theme song is by Kevin McLeod. You can find us on pretty much all social media at ASVAPod. That is ASVAPod. Thanks for joining us. 